Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I am so excited for today. We have so much shit to talk. Like, I feel like this past week really just transpired into, like, a series of events that we've all been waiting for. Like, just drama, drama, drama. And also, me coming back, obviously, by the time I'm recording this, I was coming back from California. I went right to Ohio and then I seem to have like gotten a little bit sick along the way. I barely slept. We had such a great time in LA. So anyways, we have a lot to catch up on. Super excited. Make sure if you guys haven't already subscribe to the podcast, get your notifications every Sunday, hang out with me, subscribe to the YouTube. And I have a huge announcement. Guys, we are finally monetized on YouTube. And if you guys don't really know what that means, basically When you create a YouTube account, you have to hit X amount of requirements. And once you do that, you're able to monetize, meaning you make money for ads playing. Now, this isn't like a huge amount of revenue. Like for me, every like 1000 views on a video, which by the way, on YouTube, like we don't even get a thousand views per video. So it's like per 1000 views, maybe it's like $5. So regardless, at least I'm like making money now versus just like not. So I don't really monetize this podcast other than BetterHelp, which as you guys know, you can always use code DESB to get 10% off your first month. But that's the only partnership I have with this podcast. So when I tell you guys I've been doing this with like no other sponsors for three and a half years, that's it. So like I, I show up every week and I truly just do it for fun. I enjoy it, but really exciting to finally cross that threshold on YouTube. So if you guys are supporting brunch on YouTube, I just want to say thank you so much because hopefully it will continue to like grow the podcast or whatever it may be. Like I just, I really love what I do here and I wanted to keep growing. Like I love my podcast so much. If you like put a fist to my head and you're like, I'm going to punch you. If you don't say what you want to do for the rest of your life, I'd be like, just make me a famous podcaster. Like that's all I want to do. I love interviewing, et cetera. So anyways, let's get into the episode. I'm very excited. First, let's start off with how my week in California went because you guys might see my YouTube video that went live last Wednesday, kind of like vlogging the week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 You went to, you know, you went to California, you shot for stuff. You can't tell us. Okay. We get it. But the craziest things happen when we were in California. So number one, not only were we like randomly getting tattoos at like 11 PM at night, California time, which is 1 AM my time. We went and got tattoos matching like candy, apple, snow white, apple vibes. It's literally on my ankle. I'll make sure I post a photo on the brush with Desby account. But while we were coming back, all of a sudden we see like in the 7-Eleven parking lot, shit ton of cop cars. I'm talking at least 12 cop cars in this small, like 7-Eleven. And then we see a fuck ton of cops. I'm at least 30 plus cops. You got to think each cop car, maybe like two to three cops in it, right? Whatever. Then we see a bunch of people on the side, like kind of coming out of the 7-Eleven looking. I look over and I'm like, oh, maybe they're filming a movie. Cause like they do that in LA all the time at night, right? Like when everyone's kind of asleep, they can go out, film, whatever. No, dude. 
This was a real ass motherfucking robbery that we walked upon. We're in our Uber. We turn around. All of a sudden I see a cop with a legitimate gun pointing at people. And I'm like freaking. I'm like, oh my God, this is real life. Like we are right there. We are, here is the sidewalk. Here's the car. Here's 7-Eleven. Like we are right there within like walking distance of like, I'm talking like five feet. Like it's crazy. So we pull over the side. At this point, we see that they have all these people like detained, if you want to use it against the wall. So they're literally hands behind their back on their knees. Some of them are laying on the ground and they have to like shuffle. So like they walk forward, walk to the side, walk back. And each policeman is like bringing down these people. I'm talking like, not like nice. You know what I mean? Like they're like tackling these people to make sure they don't act up. Right. So anyways, it was crazy to see in real life. I literally took a video because I was like, maybe I'll sell it to the news. You know, I don't know. I was like one of the first people on scene, you know? (laughs) So it was crazy. I was like, there was someone actually like picking up a DoorDash order. And it was actually comical, the idea that they were just like, oh, like just another day. Like, I'm just going to run in and grab this order. Like, bitch, what? What? Like the 7-Eleven just got robbed and you're like walking in and walking out just to get your order. Like it was was nuts. I was like, this is LA. So um, other than that, we went to Sir restaurant, which obviously we'll get into our little Vanderpump rules recap here soon. But Sir was awesome. So much smaller in real life than you see on the show. Like there were some parts where I was like, I don't know if my memory is like, if I'm having like a, a weird like memory issue or what's going on, but like, I swear, like this was here. Like, where is this bar that I keep seeing? Where is this that I keep seeing? Like I like, we didn't like look around the whole restaurant. So it was like, it was odd because it truly felt like no one else cared that it was like, sir, you know, like we, it felt like we were the only people that were like, oh my God, like, oh my God, like Vanderpump Rules. Like it felt weird. Like I felt weird fangirling over it. So we didn't like necessarily like snoop around and like, you know, take a bunch of photos and videos. Um, whatever I did get is in my YouTube video, but it was like, yeah, it just didn't feel as special, um, to like the other people there. I got a pump teeny. It was super good. I, we, we literally ordered almost everything off the menu, like full transparency. We spent over $500 on our dinner. Um, shout out to Alani. (laughs) like right off, you know, like they, they reimbursed us, but we got literally everything we wanted to try. The goat balls were just as good as Stassi said they were nonetheless, everyone. And it was a really good experience. Like if I go back and I find myself in West Hollywood, 100%, like I will go back to just genuinely eat there. Like it was great food, great vibes. The DJ was good. It wasn't James, but the DJing was good. It was fun. It was just really good fun. After that, we walked over to where Tom Tom is and where Pump used to be. So number one, I couldn't believe how close they were. Like no wonder why people that worked at Sir would like storm over to Pump or whatever. Like it's really that close. It's, it's maybe a two minute walk up the road. So pump is closed. So you kind of like walk past that. And then there's Tom Tom, which is obviously owned by both the Toms. I haven't got to that part in like the series yet to understand that. So that's all I kind of know. We didn't even go inside. Like the vibes were just off. The music really wasn't pumping. Like it looked a little bit more reserved. Um, and so we're like, ah, fuck that. So we went down to this place called, I think it was like beaches or something. They were playing my neck, my back. We went in there, took some tequila shots. And as we were walking out, I ran into this influencer that I know her name's Tatiana. Um, she, we've literally followed each other for probably a year, year and a half, almost maybe even two years or more anyways on TikTok, And then obviously we follow each other on Instagram. So anyways, I randomly saw her, mind you, she's from Boston and I'm from Michigan. So like somehow the universe brought us together. We met, it was super fun. It was very quick and fast. Like I wish I could have actually hung out with her, but she's so sweet. I'll make sure to drop her Instagram on the brunch with Desby account. She's very sweet. Love her content. 
Um, and she's like, she's stunning. I mean, oh my God, like in real life when I was looking at her, I was like, <laughs> you're so hot, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> so anyways, it was a really fun opportunity to be out there with Alani. I can't wait to see what everything we shot comes out to. Like you guys are going to love it. It was, it was really fun, really thematic. I was wearing wigs. Like it made me want to wear wigs, like wig me up. I want to wear wigs weekly. So it was a blast. Super fun. Me, Gabby, Marissa, Destiny, we all got along so well. Like genuinely the best group of probably they could have put together ever. Like there was just no, I don't know. It was just, it was so relaxing. And not that I've ever really been in an environment where it was like, you know, we didn't mesh or anything like that. But, um, I think maybe it's me. Like I get in my own way sometimes of just thinking like other people don't like me. So I'm not like totally myself, but that's also me even like before kids, you know, like I felt like my confidence, like I just didn't really know who I was as confident as I was. I also like wasn't like I was just changing a lot. And then I had kids and I feel like now whenever I go into a, a place of just a ton of people, I'm so proud of who I am. Like, I'm like, yeah, like you can't shit talk me. Like I, I am the shit of me. Like I am the best me I can be. It doesn't mean I'm better than you. I am just the best Desiree ever. You know what I mean? And like I exude that. And so I feel like it's just more fun to hang out with people because I'm so secure in myself, if that makes sense. So it was so fun. It was a blast. So anyways, let's catch up to now. I went and got microneedling again. If you guys remember my episode with Wyatt a couple weeks back, maybe like five, six weeks, I went and got microneedling and was like in so much fucking pain. I went and got it again. So I'm going to do at least four sessions. My esthetician, she's the best. Uh, Skin Bart by St. Joseph, like the best. We're going to do four sessions to see how it kind of transforms my skin, texture, et cetera. So anyways, went really good. They upped their numbing cream. Like they got better numbing cream. So I was not dead. Like it didn't hurt at all. The first time I went guys felt like a fucking tattoo on my face. Like I shit you not. It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Like be prepared for the pain. If you do not have like numbing cream, like if they're like, Hey, we can do microneedling. We don't have numbing cream. I'm so fucking serious. Say like, never mind. Like go somewhere else, drive somewhere else. It's not worth it. So I got microneedling feeling good, feeling fresh. Um, got a workout in today. Like I'm feeling good. Like I'm, I feel like I'm rocking and rolling. I've been posting more on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm kind of tapping back into my fitness self and this sounds so stupid, but I feel like ever since I've been like postpartum and had kids, et cetera, I've just not really known like where to shift my content. Like I don't want to be a mommy blogger. Like, sorry. I just, I don't want to like have to rely on my kids to make content, you know, at this age, if one day they're six, seven, eight years old and they're like, Hey mommy, I want to be in a video. And that's what they want to do. And they're comfortable with that. Like whatever. But at this point in time, I'm not going to sit here and like assume that they want their whole life on the internet, you know? So anyways, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird like boundary thing of like, no one knows how to be the perfect parent, but like, that's just how I'm feeling comfortable right now. Like if, if they're in a video, they're in a video, but I'm not like using them for content. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just, it, I don't want to do that. So I've been kind of like running back in to like fitness. Cause I, I feel like I'm finally tapping back into like my fit self. Like I feel confident posting and like, I'm kind of getting over my like postpartum imposter syndrome of like, Oh, like I'm not a fit mommy, like, you know, whatever. So I've just been like tapping back into like sharing workouts and like sharing nutrition tips and stuff that I like just genuinely love to do. So if that's up your alley, great. Um, if you want more of my like normal personal life content, number one, YouTube and number two, my sunscreen and sarcasm 2.0 account, both great ways to kind of tap into me just being like a complete dumbass versus like maybe more put together on my on my Desby Instagram. Does that make sense? At the end of the day, my Desby Instagram is like a business Instagram, you know, so I have to re- remain 
a niche a little bit, right? So it's just been good. Life's been good. Like, how are you guys? How are you guys? Let me know. Send me a little message. Shoot me a little, shoot me a little, you know, feedback. How's it going? How are you guys? So let's get into our first couple stories of the day. We have a lot of fucking tea to spill. Number one, Ariana Grande. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We're going to rehash it right now. She is in fact getting a divorce from her husband, Dalton. Very sad, especially like, it's like, can she, can this girl catch a fucking break, dude? Like she has just gone through the ringer from like all the way back to like Zoe 101 being just harassed on set to then becoming like this huge pop star, rise to fame, like just super fast. I feel like she blew up very fast. Although we've known her our whole life, she blew up. Then Pete Davidson, well, let's back up even more. Mac Miller, right? Huge public relationship. Mac Miller ends up passing. We all know why. We don't need to revisit that. Fucking sad, fucking traumatic. Everyone blaming Ariana Grande, literally blaming her, like commenting on her post, everything, telling her it's her fault for Mac Miller ODing, et cetera. And then all of a sudden we fast forward, we have Pete Davidson. I mean, we have some people in between, right? We have some dates, we have some people, whatever. But then Pete Davidson, again, a very publicized relationship ends up going sour. I mean, she even made a song that was Pete Davidson. Do you guys remember that? It was like a minute and 15 seconds, but it was song. Pete Davidson was literally the song. It's still out there, still able to stream. So she dates him, breaks up again. It's just like one thing after the other. People hate her, people like talking shit. Then she like rises to fame, then she falls again. And here she is now getting a divorce, which I don't want to like normalize divorces because like I, I do believe in like fighting for your marriage and like doing what you can, especially when you have kids. But I would argue like if you're just two people still married without the added baggage of children, and that's not to sound negative, if a divorce like makes sense for you, just do it. Like, I think we need to normalize like divorces aren't that like big of a deal. Now, in my opinion, when you start to bring in children, you start to bring in people into the mix and whatnot, it can get messy, right? It, you do want to fight for that. But if you're just two people, like divorce is just like a glorified breakup, right? Like, like, am I right? So by Ariana getting married, she's been married for what, maybe two years, maybe over a year. I don't have the exact dates, but it's, it's fresh, right? The only thing that is changing the narrative here is the idea that they signed a piece of paper and it is now a divorce versus a breakup. You know, like it's just, I don't feel like it's, it's as taboo as it used to be. So, however, I feel really sad for her because, you know, marriage is a big deal. And I'm sure all, everyone that gets married, I would say, takes it very seriously. You know, it's like a very serious commitment. And so to know that it didn't like work out, it's really sad. Next up, we have Millie Bobby Brown getting married to that, um, what was his name? Something Bon Jovi or whatever. So they're, they're next. And it just kind of like taints the idea of marriage in Hollywood. You're like, oh, who's going to last? There's other people getting divorces in Hollywood too right now. It's just like pop, pop, pop. People are having these like love affairs or maybe they just want to like be single. Maybe it's summer single. Like, I don't know. Everyone's just getting divorced and it's like kind of crazy to me. So hearts for Ariana, but I had to revisit that because we did talk about it just a couple weeks ago about how it was supposedly kind of on edge. And here we are. They announced a divorce. Next up, speaking of divorces, speaking of love, we have the brand new season of Bachelorette with the Bachelorette charity, and we have a brand new announcement, Bachelorette Golden, with our new contestant who is 71 years old, and him, his name is Jerry, which is just so geriatric, you know what I mean? So I'm really excited for this refreshed Bachelor idea. I think they needed a new concept. You know, I've also often wondered, why don't they have like, you know, like a, a gay bachelor, a gay bachelorette, like make it like 
open bisexual, right? But then I thought deeper and I'm like, you know what? If they were to do that, you got a bunch of gays who I love all together and all of a sudden they're all then being gay together, right? So like, it's kind of difficult outside of like heterosexual relationships to have a concept like The Bachelor because at the end of the day, they would all kind of like fall in love with each other or, or meet someone else, right? When like the idea is to have a single lead. Does that make sense? So I wish they could do that. That's more of like a Love Island type of vibe or even like Paradise. Get a bunch of like LGBTQ on an island. I would watch the shit out of that. You know what I mean? But for a bachelor, bachelorette type role, I understand where like a heterosexual person makes more sense or heterosexual relationship makes more sense. Or else it would just get like, I think way too messy. Who's to say bachelor won't do it, right? But anyways, they have the geriatric his name's literally Jerry. He's 71. I am so, I have a lot of anxiety for these women going on this show, knowing that they're all going to probably be, you know, I would assume 50 plus, right? I think a 20 year age difference, like whatever, you know, 71, this guy, Jerry, he, he looks pretty good. You know, he looks like a good looking 71 year old. So I'm excited because all we've seen are like these 20 year old, maybe 30 year old women and men be fucking dramatic as shit. Okay. All of a sudden you take a mature 50, 60, 70 year old. How, how is that drama going to be? What is drama at that age? Right. It all lives inside of us. We might age on the outside, but some people are still just as prone to drama no matter their age. So I'm curious how these women are going to deal with this drama. How did they cast? What are they going to look like? It's going to be interesting. I will 100% be watching. And I just want to let you guys know that. Like, I will do my due diligence for you. But I also think it'll be a fresh spin on The Bachelor. Now, in terms of The Bachelorette right now with Charity, I I only know her name because I still follow The Bachelor ABC on Instagram and stuff. I don't know any details. I don't know anything. And I honestly don't care. And like, I feel bad because right now in this current time, I feel like to be a Bachelor, Bachelorette lead or whatever is almost quite literally embarrassing. Now, if I was single and I had the opportunity, absolutely, like I would still do it. It's just like, I feel like the peak Bachelor, Bachelorette was like 2010 to like 2015. And then it's just like gone downhill. Like I would be curious to see what their ratings are now versus like at their peak. There's no way they're at a peak right now. They're probably at their lower viewership. Like, come on, there's no way. So anyways, I feel bad for Charity. Hope she finds love. But also I'm excited for Jerry. Jerry the Geriatric with all due respect. I mean, 71, like, come on. Okay. Next up, we had this big story come out about Miranda Lambert country. It's giving country cunt. And you guys know, I I love that word. So I'm sorry. She's at this, uh, concert she's putting on. Right. And she's trying to sing this song. And all of a sudden she looks out in the crowd and, you know, I'm not going to say verbatim, but paraphrasing basically looks out in the crowd and says, I'm sorry. These two girls are taking selfies right now. And I'm distracted because like I'm trying to put on a concert, something like that, right? Basically shits on these two girls at this concert taking a selfie, right? And it's like virtually like this is about me. Number one, bitch, you already made your money. So quite literally shut the fuck up. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm performing and people have already paid their ticket and I'm just performing, I'm doing my art, I'm doing my whatever. I don't care what you guys are doing. My money's already made. Okay. My money's already made like as a business person, as a singer, as an actor, whoever you are, your money's made. That's like Ryan Gosling being pissed. If you go to see Barbie in the movie theaters and like you're texting on your phone the whole time, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's already been paid. Right? 
So weird energy for Miranda. I don't know why she felt the need to say that. So that's number one. Number two, what if these two girls are selfieing to their mom? Cheese, best concert ever, mom. Wish you were here, right? What if it was going down like that? What if they were Snapchatting? Oh my God, dude, Miranda Lambert's still just as good. Like stream her music. And you're, and then Miranda comes in being Mrs. Cunt face and is like, you, I, I'm distracted, blah, blah, blah. Also, number three, this is my third and final thought. You've been a musician for how many years? How many years? And now you're bothered. Now you're distracted. Now, like cell phones have been around. This isn't a new concept. It's not like a, we just started like allowing cell phones in a venue. Like this is a general thing we've all had. Like people record your concerts, et cetera. If it wasn't for 90% of people posting concert footage or like how hyped they were at concerts, I wouldn't have gone to some concert I've gone to. Like to spend money on Taylor Swift, I was like, ooh, like, I don't know if that was worth it. Then when I saw the concert footage start coming out, I was like, holy shit, I can't wait to go. Imagine if it wasn't sold out. That would definitely make people want to go and purchase tickets, et cetera. So it was such a weird vibe. Like, I cannot believe that she did that, especially as like a well-respected musician. Like, and she's like, how old? She's got to be in her 50s now, maybe late 40s. And to just come out and say that, like, ew, major like red flag to me. Like, that's enough for me to be like, girl, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not supporting. I'm not streaming your music. I'm not going to say that, but like, ooh, like kind of a tainted version of you now. You know, like kind of, it kind of gave me the ick for sure. You guys will have to let me know what you think about that. Cause that was like, that kind of pissed me off for real. Next up, the world is healing guys, because guess what? Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods spotted together in the fucking wild, but also very much out in plain sight. They wanted photos. They wanted this to go viral. So number one, I'm thinking, okay, what? what type of drama is about to stir up? Okay. We're, we're obviously covering up something with that story, but also number two, good, you know, good. I, I, I think that in order to move on, you either need to number one, reconcile, make up for it, chat it over, whatever. Or number two, you need some closure. And I don't know if they ever got closure. So this, this meeting could have gone one or two ways. Number one, Hey, let's kind of hang out again. Number two, Hey, we both kind of need clout. Let's just make it happen. Get through it. Or number three, hey, I don't want to be friends again, but I do want clout. We can both agree on that. Let's meet up. Let's just have some closure and never meet up again. But like, so be it. Let's stir the pot. There's plenty of different ways that could go. But I thought it was really interesting because when that whole thing went down with Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson, Chloe, et cetera, Kylie, blah, blah, blah. They're all a very close family. We know that. We know that. And so when you do my family wrong, quite literally, fuck you. You know what I mean? So I stand with Kylie and the idea that she cut out Jordan. I think that it's the most disrespectful thing ever to do to a family member, but specifically like my sister, like absolutely not. I don't think she was like outlandish for doing that, but to, to forgive her, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how it ends up going because I know that they are filming for the next season right now of the Kardashians. So I'm curious, will this be something that makes the cut? Is it something we're going to hear about? Is it something where Kylie sits down with Chloe and it's like, Hey, I'm going to meet up with Jordan today. And then Chloe goes fucking why? Like, you know, like I hope it gets viewed. I hope, I hope we're able, I hope we're able to view it. Is that what I want to say? Because I kind of, I need to know the T, but that's all we kind of know right now is that, Hey, they were spotted. They both looked really cute. They were going out to like, maybe like a lunch TBD big news too. Lindsay Lohan had her baby. I don't know any other details, but when I did see that, 
I was excited. You know, Lindsay Lohan had also been through the ringer. We actually talked about her when we were on the trip with Alani. Me and all the girls, we sat down and we were talking about Lindsay Lohan. And then we brought up Amanda Bynes. I don't know if you guys have seen photos of her lately. Uh, That was quite literally the most terrifying thing I've ever Googled. It literally broke my heart. Same thing goes with like Lindsay Lohan at that time when she kind of went through her downfall. Um, Britney Spears, obviously. Like just child actors in that way, child performers, child, child commercial people, child singers, child, whatever the fuck it was. I feel like you, you just, you either made it out good. Like, um, Hillary Duff. Um, I would also say, I mean, Ariana Grande, we haven't seen a ton of net, like weird energy from her, but you know, certain people I feel like made it out. Okay. But other people did not. And Amanda Bynes was one of those, which is really sad because I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Like I grew up quite literally with Amanda Bynes, the Amanda show, whatever, like all the movies she was in, she's the man, what a girl wants or whatever it takes or something like that. Um, there was another show on TV I'm missing, but like she infiltrated our TVs as kids. And so to see where she's at now is just so sad. And you just like, I don't know how you come back from that, you know, unless she like writes a book. I don't know. Speaking of writing a book, speaking of child stars, speaking of Britney Spears, she had a new song come out this past week with Will I Am called Mind Your Business. Now I've not listened to this. I didn't dive a little bit deeper. I just saw the announcement. I was like, my my mind started immediately whirling because we have this huge strike going on right now with actors. And um, at first I was like, why the fuck are actors on strike? Like, bro, you're getting paid so much money. Like quite literally relax until I dove deeper into that. So my point is, let's go back to Britney Spears for a minute. My first immediate thought when I saw that she was quote, dropping new music, she also was dropping a new perfume. So I saw both these things in the past week and I'm like, something's like not sitting right to me. I'm not one to be like a complete conspiracy theorist, but I know there's a lot of theories that like, she's not like actually alive or like, she's like, I don't know. There's a lot of like weird fucked up shit. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, she's actually dead. Like I'm not going to pull an Avril Lavigne and like Melissa type vibe, but I do think that there's some shit going on. But when I thought about her releasing quote, a new song, never do we ever see her paparazzi, like going into a studio anywhere other than the other week when she like got hit in the face. You guys remember that with the basketball player? My immediate thought was Britney Spears putting out quote, new music. There is no other choice than for that music to be artificially created by AI. There is no way she is actually in a studio making music. I don't literally, like quite honestly, I don't know if her brain could sing and perform right now. Like I really don't like, and I love her. Like I, I, it it hurts me for her. I don't know though, if you were to put her like on a stage or in a studio, I don't know if she could perform. There was actually a video that she had tweeted a couple of hours ago as of today that then got taken down. She was riding a horse on a beach singing. Maybe it was an amazing grace or it was some like kind of song. Uh, When I tell you she sounded like shit, I would have never known she was even lyrically talented by how she was singing in that video. Now I understand she could be a little bit more out of shape vocally, you know, being able to be trained while you're riding a horse singing. I get it. It's a diff, it could be a difficult task. However, I just don't believe she's making new music. I really don't. I believe it's an AI rendering of it. People can still quote collab with her without then maybe her consent to be collabed with. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird parts. So then we fast forward 
first off, go stream, mind your business. So we fast forward and all of a sudden I'm seeing this strike against like actors and shit. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is kind of like going on? You know, like what, why are the actors striking? So I guess long story short, I mean, I'm telling you like the most shortest form story possible is that AI is replacing or slash getting to the point of replacing actors. Okay. So I'm assuming what this could mean is that they can create an artificial version of these people, AI renderings of them 360, right? Like almost like you'd be in a video game, right? They replicate your body. They can replicate your features. We all know technology has gotten quite literally nutty where when we think AI, they can make you look pretty damn insane. Let's take, for instance, I didn't even think about this. Let's take into account, do you guys remember during Fast, was it like Fast Five, Paul Walker passed away, right? That was probably my biggest heartbreak ever in, as a kid. Like that was my first, like, first cut is the deepest type of vibe. So he passed away at the, like I said, I think it's Fast Five. They actually had to finish filming with his brother as a stand-in. But what they did is put Paul's face, Paul's everything over his body. Now, if you go watch the end of that movie, I I would argue it's a little bit obvious maybe if you know that. But if you don't know that, I think you could watch the whole movie without actually knowing that happened. With that being said, Paul Walker passed away in like fucking 2010. Like I mean 2005. Like I was, I remember I was young. The point is, technology has gotten only better. So what the actors are striking against is the idea that people are going to take a, like actors are gonna lose their job because they can quite literally just be replicated by AI. So what actors are doing are going on strike so that they can protect the future actors so that there's still acting jobs available. AI can only replace so much. Like I think at the end of the day, we all will crave human connection. But at what point does AI infiltrate where we don't know what human connection is because AI can connect with us just as much as humans can. And it's, it's terrifying to me. Like it's terrifying to me. I don't know if there are really laws in place yet for AI. I don't, I don't know. Like I haven't dove into it because quite honestly it gives me anxiety. But like if we don't get a handle on like how this can be used, how we have to um, disclaim that it's being used, whatever, it can get out of hand so fast. Like I don't know if you guys saw the latest trend where like you could put a photo on this like website or whatever. Maybe it's an app. I don't know. I I didn't do it. You could put a photo on there. Number one, you could put a photo of like you and your husband and like make a baby and it could show you what your baby looks like. Super hyper realistic. Number two, there was another one where like you put your face in and then you were like, basically we're like AI, like create headshots. People were getting like legitimate headshots. Like you can make so many photos on AI, like the opportunities are endless. And I think it's really cool, but it can also be very scary when it starts to like take away jobs like that and more. White and I were actually talking the other day too about AI with voice actors. So like I thought of movies like Pixar, Finding Dory, Nemo, you know, all the Frozen, all these movies that have like actors voices. And I was like, what if like all of a sudden these movies are going to be easier to create that are like digital because they can make them in like days. Like you just tell AI what to create. You, you use the voice of James Franco and you write it out in script and all of a sudden he's speaking the whole movie without physically being present. Like that's going to be crazy to see. So anyways, and then are they going to have to disclaim that in a movie? Like are we going to know that the movie's AI? Like, I don't know, dude, between CGI already, the technology of CGI, 
Then you add in AI, like opportunities are endless in a really cool way, but every cool thing can be, can be used incorrectly and can fucking cause world domination. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Shane Dawson anymore, which is like a lot of shit that came out, et cetera. And I hate bringing up, well, he did this 20 years ago and like things were different then. Like they were, that's why it's like, I don't necessarily judge hard, but it's just like, you know what? I, I get it. I get what's, what's wrong and what shouldn't have been done at that time. Whatever. I don't even want to get into that. My point is he made a video though. And I love his conspiracy theory videos. Like that, that is like so old school to me, something I've grown up watching. Like it's fun and he makes really good quality videos. So he created one a few weeks ago or a month ago. And I even talked about it already, but if you guys haven't watched it, you should. It's just like into the world of AI or something like that. It's, it's, it's on his Shane Dawson channel and it's his recent video. Now I understand if you don't want to go give him views, whatever, I totally get it, but I will say it was just a really well done video. Talks a lot about AI, a lot about TikTok, a lot about privacy policies, et cetera. White and I talked about it in our video. Actually, when I got my microneedling, um, like I said, like a couple, like maybe a month or two back, highly worth watching. So, okay. That's, those are kind of our stories for the week. Um, and just to quickly go through a few updates. Number one, we have six weeks to strength coming up in like two weeks. So if you guys are not ready for six weeks to strength, then you're a loser. Okay. Not really, but we have macro coaching options opening on July 28th, $275 one-time fee bi-weekly macro coaching plus the challenge, plus all the weekly mini challenges, the workouts every week, the giveaways every week. Like we have so much stuff we do in challenges. I don't need to sit here and like rehash everything we do. You guys know that by now, but it's a one-time fee to upgrade to the coached macro option. All you have to do is be a member before July 28th. And then um, you're already enrolled in the challenge. You just have to enroll with a form and then you can upgrade to macro coaching if you want to. So that is coming up very soon. Oh my gosh, it's coming up so soon. Maybe next week we'll do like a fun little like fitnessy style podcast. All right, I need to take a drink real quick. It's like, I thought it's like really dry down here. As always, code Desby for Hydrojug. We actually have something really, really crazy coming at the end of this month. So make sure you stay tuned. Also, I will say I look so fucking ugly right now. Like my hair's at this awkward length where I don't want to cut it again because like I'm trying to grow it out. Like I love it short, but I am trying to grow it out. So anyways, it's just like a really awkward length. And I, I still have one row of extensions in and it's just like really hard to do my hair. Anyway, I'm just like, fuck. You know, like when you're in that mood, you're like, fuck. Like, oh, I just, I look so fucking ugly. Like, I hope you guys can feel like so seen here that like not every day is a good day. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really, therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to the top again, Right. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked 
wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. So anyways, let's go ahead. Um, next up, Petula launched last week. Paragon launched two weeks ago. Might still have some stock. Buff Bunny has a collection launching soon. I'm in Texas this weekend. Hopefully I'm recording a podcast with Buff Bunny to come. I think we'll have a ton of fun with that. Um, and then Vuray has some new bag styles that launched. As always, code DESB for 25% off. And lastly, let's do like a little quick wellness corner before we get into watches to kind of wrap it up. For real, we have a Tula product that's coming that's so outrageous and amazing, August 1st. And you're going to just hear here first, brand new Tula Radiant Skin Concealer. Yes, like makeup concealer. So now not only do we have the Radiant Skin, like no filter primer, so we have primer for our skin. Then we have our Radiant Skin Tint with SPF. Now we have the concealer. So we damn near have a full face of just skincare and I love it. The concealer is really good. It's super creamy. It's lightweight, but it's also like, it's not like a tart shape tape. I feel like we all know shape tape. Okay. Shape tape is just, it's, it's its own thing. All right. But I will say it is so good. It's fire. It's perfectly like creamy, not really like a matte finish, more of a cream glow finish. It's super good. Code Desby for 25% off. I'm actually heading to New York this coming weekend with Tula going to see Beyonce Tula Radiant Skin Concealer Launch. It's going to be great. Like, I'm fucking excited. I swear to God, if I don't look good this weekend, I'm going to die. For real. Like, if my skin isn't agreeing, like, I need to have clear skin. I need to have my hair done. I need to feel good. Or else it's going to be a rough weekend for me. You know what I mean? I also might come back with a new tattoo. Who knows? Wellness Corner check number two. Kim Aid sold out. Um, so anyone who wanted to say, oh, I won't be supporting just know you didn't need to support. They didn't need your support, quite honestly. Um, it's so funny to me when people say that. And this is about like any brand. Oh, hate, hate this. Won't be supporting. It's like, I, I can just like promise you, like the companies you're saying that about, they don't need your support. You know, like there's plenty of other customers and it, it, I, it's an easy world to get sucked in and thinking, you know, you're so important, but you're not. And, and that goes for me too. Like if there's someone out there, uh, like a business, I'm like, Oh, I'm not supporting them. Like I never would even say that out loud. Cause it's like, no one fucking cares quite literally. No one cares because, uh, they got plenty of customers. I do want to support them. So, so be it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alani Kim Aid sold out, um, the newest greens launched the new protein bars are launched. We have a lot of new Alani stuff. We have new stuff coming up too, which I'm really excited for. I got a little BTS at the photo shoot really exciting. Um, really, really exciting. So code does be as always save money, get free shipping, support me, etc. Story launched last week. Sweet. So anyways, wellness corner, launch corner, 
Well, kiss it goodbye. I just don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Cause really what I want to get down to is a few things I watched this week. Cause I had a lot of time on the plane. So number one, this is on Hulu. It's called betrayal. The perfect husband, the jaw dropping eye wide reactions I had to this docu-series. It's like a three part series. I still have yet to finish the last episode, but like first one and two, like, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's the most craziest cheating scandal, like from a wife to a husband and like the girl, the wife, she was actually on extreme makeover home edition. So like, this is like a really publicized figure at the time. Her husband ends up cheating on her, but like, not just like cheating, like terribly cheating. She actually has a whole podcast called like, I think it's literally called betrayal. So it's based off the podcast that they kind of brought to the docu-series. She literally interviews the mistresses, hears about them saying like they had sex in her home. Like, and I guess like my, my big question to you guys, when you're in the position of say like you're in a position as like a, a wife, okay. Whether you're a wife or not, just put yourself in a position. You are a wife. Okay. You have a spouse on the other end that you guys are devoted to each other. If your spouse were to go out and cheat on you and they're with another person, whoever that person is, right. doesn't matter. If that person that they cheated with knows that they are married, okay, they know they're married, but they also still cheat, who is held more accountable? The person, the spouse in the relationship who wanted to cheat in the first place or the other person who ended up enabling that cheating? You know what I mean? I'm not saying one is in the, one is right and one is wrong, but like, at what point do you hold both accountable? Because when I was listening to this girl, she was like interviewing these mistresses and it just like mind boggled me how like you would even give these mistresses the time of day, knowing that like they knew you had a husband and that husband was him and they still chose to sleep with him. They chose to disrespect you in your own home, sleeping with them in their own home. Like at least if you're going to cheat, I mean, listen, if if it's done, it's done. It's terrible anyway. But if you're going to cheat, at least have some respect to not do it in the bed you and your spouse live in in the home that you and your spouse live in, in, in the place that you and your kids run around, like whatever it may be, right? It's like, at least go to a motel. Like, I don't know. It just seems so, it's just so terrible to me. I think cheating is just so ridiculous. It's nuts. It's nuts to me. And I quite honestly can't think of a way to even normalize it, honestly. Like, it's just, I, monogamy to some people might be hard like to be monogamous, but then then it's like, to me, it's just like, if you know monogamy is hard for you, like just don't get married. It's just like Jax Taylor (laughs) off of Vanderpump. Like then just don't date anyone. You know, like just go ahead, be, be promiscuous, go have sex with whoever you want, have sex, however, however much you want. I don't care about that. It's not about, oh, you're a slut. Oh, it's not about that. It's like, then just don't commit to someone if you know that that's not for you. So anyways, that was a good thing. And then to lead into another episode of a show I started watching, it was called maybe The Perfect Affair. And it was all about Ashley Madison. So I don't know if you guys remember Ashley Madison. It like took the world by storm back in the early mid 2000s. And it's basically a site for cheaters. Crazy concept, but you know, the creator really leaned into it, the CEO. So basically you would have wives and husbands go on here wanting to cheat on their significant other but literally just wanting it to be that. Like, hey, I literally just want to cheat. I don't want to like break up with my partner. I just want to cheat. So this girl starts telling her story about how she found out her husband was cheating on that website, yada, yada. 
Anyways, they end up getting a divorce and then he stayed with that person who he was with for 10 years. Like they've, they're still married. So like the point of the show is to kind of create this idea that like as much as they, it was to not break up a marriage, a lot of times it did. So then it's just like, it made my mind spiral because it was just like, how are you going to be committed? And then like actually find the one you're supposed to be with, like while you're cheating, like it's such a weird, it's weird. So weird to me. So anyway, that was good. Now let's get on to Vanderpump because I know a lot of you guys are watching now, which I absolutely love. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it and that I've influenced you in that way because most of you influenced me, you know? So I'm in season four, episode five now, just to put into a little bit of perspective. Sheena got married. Kristen and James have just broken up. I met Lala, which I'm a huge fan of her so far. Sheena found out Shay's addicted to pills, which was like nuts. Still continue to like manipulate him and gaslight him. Like it was such a weird, like at some points, like I love Sheena, but I'm also like, Sheena, shut the fuck up. Like, what do you say? Like, she's always just got to be talking when she probably shouldn't be talking, you know? So then Kristen, James broke up. James is with Lala or like immediately ran a lot. Like, I mean, like that day they made out and like are on a date. Jax found this girl named Brittany who from like posts and stuff I've naturally seen, they end up getting married, I'm assuming. Don't ruin it for me, but I'm pretty sure they're still together. So he brought her and then what else is going on right now? Um, They're trying to like bottle Lisa Vanderpump Sangria. Tom is still with Ariana Tom Schwartz is about to propose to Katie. Stassi's out of the picture. Thank the fucking Lord. And, oh, and then the new, another new girl, Faith. She is involved too. Kind of like a low-key character. You know, like they haven't really like made their mark yet. Lala and Faith, both new. So I'm loving it. Um, I feel really bad for like Shay. I wish we got more details on like why he started using pills and like why he was depressed. Like, not that we need that. Like, to be honest, they, like protect your peace. But I do wonder if it was like, getting on TV and like being on TV and seeing Sheena be on TV and maybe things like spoken ill about him, you know, like Shay's such a loser. Like, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Right. But like that would weigh on you if you weren't ready to sign up for that. Um, and I feel like to put your relationship in the public eye specifically on TV, that's a huge like commitment that you have to think about. And so I've kind of been thinking about that myself of like, how would I be like, oh my God, like I, I sometimes get upset now when I see people comment on my shit or like DM me something mean. And that like barely happens, you know, like that doesn't happen often for me. So that would be quite crazy for me to experience. Um, but anyways, it's been a good time. Um, I've really loved the show. There's so much more I could get into with, but like, I wish we were all on the same week, you know, like I wish like I was real time because some of you guys, I feel like I'm real time with some of them I'm not. So I'm hoping to finish the seasons before the next season, like 11 starts so that we can do it together. Right. So it's like every Tuesday, you know, so it's like always we're on the same like wavelength. Does that make sense? But, um, let me tell you, still hate Kristen hater. I did kind of feel bad for her for a second when James dumped her. Like he, he went overkill on the dumping. Like when he was dumping her in the parking lot in the back of Sir, like I for real, like looked at why and I was like, he's like overdoing it. Like, just like walk away. Like it was quite quite the show in the back parking lot. He like unloaded almost two years of their relationship in like a five minute period. And it was just like way too much. Ariana and Tom, they're cute together. Again, I just, I hate it. Cause I know it goes South 
And I hate that. Like, I do know with this scandal that is currently Scandaval or whatever, Scamdaval, whatever they called it, I know Tom cheated on Ariana. I don't know the details. I don't know the rest of the characters. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't like, I don't know that, but I do know in this case, Tom is a piece of shit. Okay. So I know it's coming. So I hate seeing it now because I'm sure they look back. I mean, this, the show lives on forever, right? So I'm sure that they look back at like old film and it's like, where was that person? You know, or, oh, I missed that time. Like that was so special or whatever. And I feel like that would be hard to look back at my life documented in, in that way so intimately and be like sad you know, so, uh, it breaks my heart. Um, which Ariana is going to be on dancing with the stars. That'll be kind of fun. I'm, I'm not, I don't know her super well yet. Like I feel like she's very quiet, but this season she's been talking a little bit more, talking a little bit more shit, getting more involved. So I feel like I, I need to know her a little bit more. Um, but we'll kind of, we'll, I feel like we'll get there. So yeah, Sheena is fixing her marriage that like quite literally just started Kristen single. Don't think she still has a job. Jax is kind of dating that Britney girl. He wants to fuck Lala, but like, I don't think he will. Lala and James are kind of dating. James is so ugly. I'm sorry. Let me just, I'll end with that. I think James is probably one of the most unattractive men I've ever landed on reality TV. I'm not going to sit here and say he's ugly because I'm sure to a lot of women, he's beautiful. Like he's definitely a model type strong cheekbones, Australian or, or not Australian, um, American, English, you know, whatever, Englishman, the accent, the everything. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he's ugly because he's definitely someone's look. But for me, like that is so south of my type. It's like, it's crazy. So I think he is, whenever he gets on the TV and he tries to like act sexy or like hot, I'm like, literally makes me want to bomb for real. So those are my watches for the week. Like I told you guys last week, Vanderpump is just infiltrating my TV. Like that's all we have. That's all we're doing. That's all we're chatting about. And it's what I love. So that is that is my watches, my stories, my details, my updates. Um, I think the only other thing I really wanted to touch on this week, and I would rather get into it with like another like dedicated episode, is just like mentally where I've been postpartum. I'm almost 15 months postpartum now, which is crazy. By this point, I was like, three months pregnant. So it's, you know, go me. I'm, I'm feeling so good. I feel like I'm, I'm finally in this place of like wanting to like have friends again. Like I've been away from the kids so much more in the past couple months than like ever in the past three years. And I feel good about it. You know, I feel like I'm like finding this balance of like being me, having fun, but still being a mom, having help, but still doing things as a mom. Like I'm not like neglecting my role as a mother, but I'm, I'm finally able to ask for help so I can take care of like me, like just Des, you know, and, and it's just been so cool. I feel like I'm ready to like make friends again, which sounds crazy. Like it's, I literally tweeted this or I put it on threads. I was like, it's, it's fucked up. Like I'm ready to have friends again, like overstimulation, mom guilt of hanging out other places, et cetera. It's like so real. And so I think like to finally have this mentality of just like, yeah, like I've just arrived. Like I'm enjoying where I'm at right now. And one day the kids are going to be, be in school. All of these things, like things just can continue to evolve. But I just feel like with where I'm at in motherhood right now, how old my children are, et cetera. I just feel like I'm like kind of, I'm breaking into like a new chapter. Um, and it, and it feels really good. It feels really empowering. I'm proud. I'm proud of me. Like it's just, it feels really good to kind of start to feel, I don't want to say feel like me again, because 
to be honest, like I will never be me again. Right. Like I think of like when you, when moms say, oh, I feel like me again, I feel like we don't mean our old selves. It's like, we're never going to get them back, but I feel like maybe more so who I'm meant to be. You know, like I'm, I feel like my most best 2.0 self because does be 1.0, you know, pre-kids, life before kids, she, she will never return. Honestly, even, even when my kids are moved out of the house, graduated from high school in college, whatever, you are still like forever a mom. You know, you, they're still calling you. How do I do my laundry? They're still coming to your house. What's for Thanksgiving dinner? There's, you know, you always have the role as a mom. That doesn't just leave, even if your kids are out of the house or whatever. So I will never be that person again. And sometimes it is hard for me to still revisit, you know, to think of me before kids and like, oh, I could have done, I should have done more of this, you know, could have, should have, would have, right? We always think, oh, if I would have just known then what I know now. That's the biggest theme of like anything, anything in life. It's just, if I would have known then what I know now, I could have made a different decision or I could have been better or could have, or I could have been worse or whatever, right? And so I feel like I'm, I, I can't get too caught up in that or else I can spiral and almost like leak into this like, this like moment of postpartum depression, like not physically living in postpartum depression, but like kind of flashing back to what that emotion felt like of just like, who the hell am I? What is my role? Who am, who, who what do I do anymore? What, what am I allowed to do? What, you know, am I allowed to wear crop tops still? Am I like, I, I don't know. You know, like there was just a lot of like, what the hell? And I feel like I finally tapped back into it now as my 2.0 self, not thinking so much about my old self, but just being really present in my, in my current self and in who I am now, or else it's, it's just hard. You're never going to grow. You're never going to lean into the chapter you're in, no matter if you're a mom or not. Like this could just be like, you're in a new chapter of life. You're not going to grow in the chapter you're in. You're not going to grow into your new self. If you're still consistently thinking about your old self, no matter the journey. You, this is, doesn't have to come down to motherhood versus not. This could just be simply graduating college to now being in the adult world, being career-driven, whatever it may be. There's a level of maturity and step up that you have to do. And it's hard to like say goodbye to that because, I mean, I think about, I was listening to a playlist this past week and it had all of our songs that we would pre, like pregame with in the dorms getting ready to go out for the weekend, you know, volleyball's over. We just got back from a game, like, fuck it, let's turn up. And for like, again, a split second, like it really can make you sad. And I don't think that ever goes away. I don't think it goes away at all because I picture, I take the experience I'm having right now, right? And I think of someone who's 50 years old dining in a restaurant and I walk past them with my two kids and my husband, we're both, you know, young quote with our two kids. And I see these people, you know, 50, 60 years old sitting in restaurants and they always look at us, right? They always look at you. They always make a, you know, kind of just watch and almost an admiration. It's never weird in my opinion. I just think it's one of those things where you see those things that remind you of your past and you're like, hmm, what I would do to be that age again, you know? I, I look at teenagers sometimes. They'll walk past me like at the fairgrounds and I'm like, oh, I look at them like those, those, were, those were the days the days you had your 4-H boyfriend, um, you had your one week at the fair, your, your four, fair boyfriend, whatever. And, um, so I don't think it ever goes away where you like continue to mourn your old self. And that's why I think I've been just so adamant about being 100% present in my current self. 
Because whether you're enjoying the ride right now, or it's a little bit rough, or it's a little bit bumpy, you're going to look back for some reason, some way, and wish you had what you had right now in the future. It could be next week, could be next month, could be five years from now, whatever it may be. And um, I think that that's what I've really just been living by lately is like, you know what? Things might not always be 100% perfect. They never will be. But it doesn't mean that this time right now isn't even more important of my character development, my life development, my experiences, my love for life, my love for my kids, et cetera. I just got to lean into that. So I encourage you to kind of think about the same thing as you're going through this next week. Just like replay this part in your head and just kind of think, you know, no matter what, and I've seen this quote a lot lately, no matter what, no matter where you're at, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, there is at least one thing going on for you right now that you have dreamed about, that you wished for as a kid, that you wanted since you were little, that you've wished you had since you were a teenager, whatever it may be, at least one thing. So hang on to that one thing and know that you can always multiply it but also be grateful for the one, you know? So let me know what you guys think about this week's episode, um, how you're liking the, how you're liking the episodes kind of, again, like just reformatting a little bit. doesn't mean every episode is going to be like this. Um, I do have some topics I want to cover specifically, you know, whatever, but I've just been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. I've been rocking it. I've been, I've been rolling. They see me rolling. They hate it. All right. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Thanks as always. Sorry for my camera dying. We'll fix that. Next week, I've been having some issues um, with the tech, the tech department, um, which I I am the tech department. (laughs) So I will quite, I will just go fire myself. Okay. See you next Sunday. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.